0: Surprise your loved ones this Christmas with a goat gun, the ultimate gift that won't disappoint. Shop at goatguns.com.
1: Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize Your Personal and Organizational Potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Ian Moise about the importance of personal professional branding. Moise, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast.
2: Good to be here. Thank you.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to have the opportunity to talk with you today. Um, We've had a a good opportunity to get to know each other and discuss things in preparation for the episode today, and it's going to be a lot of fun talking about personal professional branding and how some of those principles can lead us to greater success in the workplace. As sure. we launch the discussion today, I just wanted to share Ian's uh, bio with the listeners. Ian Moyes is an EMEA sales director for Natterbox and a longtime sales leader and business advisor. He has sat on the boards of a number of industry bodies, uh, such as FAST, the Federation Against Software Theft, uh, CIF, Cloud Industry Forum, and EuroCloud, and as a non-exec to various firms. He was awarded the accolade of BESMA UK Sales Director of the Year, and in 2019 was listed in the top 50 sales keynote speakers by Top Sales World. Ian was rated number one cloud influencer on uh, Analytica and has been recognized as a leading cloud blogger listed in the EMEA Top 50 Influencers in Data Centers, Cloud and Data 2017, and Top 50 Cloud Computing Blogs. 2020. A really great background, and it it, it brings to the table your expertise in the areas not only of sales generally, but in in personal sales and branding, which I think is going to be really important for my listeners uh, as they think about both their own professional branding to drive their careers, but also as they're thinking about their interactions with colleagues in the workplace and and understanding the the approach to personal branding that others around them are also taking, and how to to uh, deal with uh, all of that that kind of context in that space. Um, as we get started, anything else about yourself that you would like to share by way of background?
2: Uh, I think I think you kindly covered enough there. More more so that what I've learned, I guess, in personal branding, social selling has been through. And, you know, actually doing it practitioner um, and learning the hard way, not all theory in a book in a cupboard. And I'm just now spouting it. I've I've had to make mistakes and learn this through necessity of being remaining relevant and successful in business.
1: Yeah, thank you for that. I I do hope that this will be a really um, practitioner oriented, very practical kind of a discussion. And I appreciate that expertise, that lived expertise that you bring with you. Uh, to the conversation um, you know it's it 's great to have um, thought leadership out there by way of things like podcasts or books or other information that you can consume, but putting it into practice and going through the school of hard knocks and just trying to figure out how to make it work um, and how to be successful that 's where the rubber meets the road and, and where we 'll really truly find whether or not we are successful um, there's lots of people who have a lot of great knowledge. Um, not as many people who can put it into practice. So yeah. I'm excited to to start this discussion. Um, given the current pandemic environment, um, I'm curious your general thinking and experience around how this has shifted things, um, how you see things have changed or in the midst of changing uh, in terms of sales and uh, just dealing with the pandemic.
2: Yeah, so I, th- I think it's interesting. I t- today I heard the first words of, of, of COVID two People talking about the next way, which is an interesting name, right? Um, but I, I, we were all we've all become more of a digital society anyway, right? Because of the nature of <clears throat> smartphones, social media, electronic devices proliferating in a, in, in our everyday lives, Internet of Things, etc. So we've changed. and I've, I, I, This is how I got into this, I guess. We'll context it from here and answer to your question. The biodynamic had already changed us as buyers. When I talk to a, a physical audience, which hopefully will happen again, um, I always point out that whatever your role is, if you're salespeople, you're also buyers in your everyday lives of consumable devices, of things in business. And the way you behave has changed based on the environment we're now in over the years. Because you can now research a product or service or individual within seconds using the internet. Before that was available, you'd invite a salesperson and say, show me your wares, present to me, tell me stuff. Tell me about your company. Tell me about you from scratch because I don't know hardly anything. Now it's, I know all that stuff and I know what my questions are. My questions are all the gaps. And I want to question you about stuff that I've self-educated on and read. So the, the dynamics change, right? So as a seller, you've already had to change to a degree to adapt to the world and environment that we're in. What I think has just changed to answer your question around what's happened is it's been accelerated. We are now a digital first environment, right? Even if we were, if I was talking to you, John, about selling you something or having a meeting um, uh, to present something to you, even if I wanted to come and see you, now the opportunity's virtually been taken away so it would be done electronically. So we've all been forced into this screen world of talking to each other. We're all, we've all become familiar, whether it be Zoom, Google Hangouts, Microsoft Teams, et cetera. There's, so, you know, there's a plethora of these platforms. It's become the norm. We've seen it on um, the talent shows, the judges judging from their homes and doing this online. We've seen it in the chat shows, etc. The game's changed. And it's been forced upon us. So what I propose has just been changed is now you don't even have the option. Your interaction, often first interaction, I have engaged with many, many customers during this period or many prospective customers who have since become customers, which due to the nature of the engagement and the scale of what they were doing, I would have absolutely, my salesperson would have met. I'd have gone and met in normal days. And we've done it all over, over cameras. And it's been acceptable and it's been acceptable to have kids running around or dogs barking because it's an environment we've been forced into so we've all become more um, uh, adaptable and acceptable but but the thing to understand also is that has changed how we interact so i would challenge the first impression now is digital right i'm not going to come in and meet you in your office and I might have checked you out on LinkedIn, but shake your hand and I'm going to feel, build rapport in person. And I'm not going to be able to look around your office and see the picture of the sailing boat. Go, Oh, do you, lots of, do, you, do you like sailing by any chance? <laughs> yeah. Where'd you go? Oh, we go to the solar. Oh, I grew up down near there. You're not going to have that piece in the natural environment. You're going to have to do it electronically. So what I've suggested to people is you've got to think about People are more likely to check you out as an individual electronically now. A, because it's the only way they're going to get that peripheral view. B, an easy one is um, that I could be doing it on you now, John. Right? I could my hands my hands vanish, and oh, there's LinkedIn at the side, and you can't see what's going on. Oh, what's he said about that? So, how think anyone listening to this? Think how many have you been on any? of these web discussions or group discussions where you've checked something out online where you've been talking to people because they can't tell they can't notice right you can see a reflection of my glasses a little bit but you can't really see if I've flipped that screen so the likelihood that you will be checked out uh, has gone up and the likelihood you'll be checked out has also gone up because of the following if I come into your office and you're called down to meet with me, you might have thought, oh, i will checking it out beforehand, but I, I was at the coffee machine. There was a, oh, I'll go. To... You don't do it. Right now, I bet anything, before you call me, John, you sat down there comfortably, maybe got a cup of tea, a coffee. That's what people do. They'll, oh, I've got a call at this time. I'll go and, I'll go and sit down and get 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 set up ready, and I'm there a few minutes early. And actually, while I'm here in front of my screen, who am I? It's more likely they're going to check you out. So you need to think about your personal brand. You need to think about what they may find. I'd also challenge it. We're in a time when, unfortunately, there is an, a hugely increased market of people. This is affected negatively. who will now be on the job market, whether they're furloughed now into that position or already in that position. It is going to be more competitive than ever. And one of the contributory factors will be your online persona and what people find about you or don't find about you and how you come across when they check you out electronically. Again, the interview often may be like this now. And guess what? If they didn't check you out before, they will now because they've got the opportunity to. And they've been yeah. more educated yeah. into this environment. So the game's changed, right? The game has accelerated. And I suggest people say it's unfair. They shouldn't check me out online. They should take me at what I am or. You can argue it's unfair, but it's irrelevant.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: It, make a judgment. You can't control what they're going to do. You can control what they find and the and the impression they get.
1: Yeah, exactly. It, it it is irrelevant. It just is. It's it's what's happening. And I I completely agree that we're just being accelerated towards this. We we already saw this trend, um, where you know I think of it from like an HR organizational organizational leadership perspective, if I'm recruiting and hiring people and going through the hiring process, you mentioned the, you know, the, the labor supply issues right now, it's going to be more competitive. It's going to be harder. Uh, You know, it's, it's, it already was quite difficult. um, and now it's just becoming even harder. And so as I, for me as a recruiter, as a leader, you know, hiring manager going through the process, of course, in the past, I would be inclined to Google the person to go check out their LinkedIn um, maybe see if, if there's anything on like Facebook or other social media to see if there are any red flags. I think that was becoming more and more common practice. But what you're saying I think is absolutely true that what was becoming more common practice before is becoming completely commonplace now. Like everyone's just doing it. And, And so you have to, you have to have a good online presence period. If you don't, you're simply not going to make the cut, even for those initial discussions, even for initial round of interviews. Uh, and so, you know, for anyone who's listening, you know, if you're thinking about your next career move, or maybe you got laid off because of COVID or furloughed, and you're looking for your next opportunity, you know, right now is the is the chance for you to really fine tune and hone your online persona, your your uh, to to demonstrate your expertise. Uh, and to make sure that all of that is portrayed in a really effective way. Uh, it's not enough to have a polished resume. Um, you know, you, you, you do want a good resume, but you, you need to have really polished online presence. And if we'll you do th-
2: oh, oh, Yeah, ahead. we'll also think about it this as well, if I may interrupt. say, is, it, is It's not just about having it. It's by lack of it or lack of care for it, what message does it send to the viewer that you're not, how up to date are you understanding that we're living in a digital world right it makes you it makes you seem irrelevant that you don't understand what's going on and you haven't adjusted to the world that we're in so it's not just the fact it's not there it's the fact that well actually does this individual has this in, how how does this individual realize the world's and how have they stepped up to the mark how are they demonstrating to me they're in the digital game and they get it and they get the world's changed, but they're doing that the, the, and they've ag, agility wise adjusted. Right. Or so if you end up either, you won't get to the interview and you'll never get told and realize that's the problem. Or if you do, and someone, what, what would you say if someone said, why haven't you put a profile picture on? And why did you choose his interesting? Why did you choose that profile picture? Right. You got you need to have an answer for that. Oh, I, I just thought I looked good in it. Or it's my wedding photos. <laughs> Cause I, and I had the most beautiful makeup and well, you know, so you need to think about what questions might you get that will, ch- that, and what they're doing. It's not just challenging the facts; it's challenging your character in a digital world.
1: Yes, absolutely. I completely, I completely agree with that. And um, so we we we're saying all this because it truly is an opportunity. Um, and people like you, with your expertise, you can help. Uh, individuals think through their, their online uh, first impression, you can help them think about their personal branding, their professional branding in a way that can really help them maximize. Now I take myself, for example, I've, I have a pretty robust online presence. Uh, I put some attention into that, but I also don't, I'm not like, this isn't what I do. And so I'm not actually sure that I do it all that effectively. Uh, <laughs> I, I do put time into it and I hope it's better than you know, not and hopefully there aren't red flags and hopefully I, I'm not shooting myself in the foot. But the truth of the matter is I don't actually really know. Um I, I, I've been intentional, but I don't actually really know unless I talk to someone who has the expertise to, to help me understand um how things come across uh to people who might come but you know happen by my LinkedIn profile uh, or go to my professional page on my, on my company website or my faculty page at the university, you know, what will they be looking for? What, what would they expect to see? And how am I, uh, portraying myself in a way that will fit with those expectations? That's, that's what we all need to be thinking about. And I suspect, I suspect that there are many things I could do to improve, uh, you know, in that regard. So I think, I think all of us have that opportunity.
2: Uh, yeah, and the good the good about it is this is not something where you need that you have the excuse to say, yeah, but it, it costs a lot of money. I have to go and spend this or subscribe to this. Mm-hmm. you know the social platforms are free, but yes, there are paid extra bits you can do. But the fundamentals are free. Uh, all it takes is some of your time and, and you caring, and and a lot of it. And I'm still learning, and I'm still spotting things I adjust and I'm still improving is a lot of it for me is plagiarizing the good. No one's got a copyright on um, some of the techniques, right? And, and I will talk about maybe some hacks in a second. Um, it's just knowing, Oh, okay, that's a good idea. I could do that and how to do it. And off you go. And 10 minutes here, 20 minutes there. And you just made an improvement.
1: Yeah. And I think uh, that that's a really great point, And that's, been really the only trick, if we call it a trick that I've used, because I don't actually know, you know, what I'm doing, but I just look around, you know, I spend a little bit of time on LinkedIn and I look at other people's profiles and I'm like, oh, they seem to have really good online engagement. They, you know, it seems like they have lots of people commenting on their posts or they, you know, they, they, that looks really professional. I don't actually know that that's the most professional way to do it, but it sure seems like it is. And so I start to mimic, you know, and I can pull in yeah. some of the aspects of what they're doing. Now there's some trial and error there, of course, and I may not always get it right. But at least I'm, you know, you're making the attempt, right? And to your point earlier, it, it's demonstrating something bigger than just whatever happens to be in your profile. It's showing your willingness to engage with the digital world in the reality that we're in right now, and that you're you're not completely clueless to uh, to what we're dealing with here, um, you know, in in this current. Interconnected global yep. digital
2: environment? Well, the first things are it's picked, let's get some hacks, this, uh, the useful stuff, right? So, firstly, anyone that's listening that hasn't got a profile picture, first faux pas of the lot. You know, it, it, it if you come up in a search of profiles, then it just stands out as negative and it doesn't grab your attention anyway. So, a, you've got to have a picture and also a, a banner if it's on LinkedIn. use what i always say to people is use the what the platform allows you to use if it lets you put an image with a a background banner don't use the defaults in anything because that says well you look like anyone else that's used the defaults therefore your profiles look exactly the same the fact it lets you change it says change it um check your photo out you know test your photo there's a website called photo feeler i recommend an awful lot um and you can test your photo. So I always, when I present and speak at events on this, I show a, a slide and, and here's a photo and here's a different photo of me, but, but they're virtually the same, right? Except glasses, not glasses. They're professionally done photos I had at a, a company. Um, and I used to use one without glasses for vanity's sake. Hey, hey, can't see much, right? But look, <laughs> but it just struck me. I came across this site by accident. As sometimes these things happen. Actually, that's interesting. So I tested the without glasses. I then tested the with. You either pay a few dollars, or you can go on and rate other people's photos. You don't know who they are. You see as a photo, and you rate them for. I think it's uh, influence, trustworthiness, etc. A few criteria. Click, 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 click. You get some points. You can get yours done for free. There you go, and it takes minutes. So I tested those two photos, and with glasses. And if you looked at it, it's the same photo. Uh, my ratings, apparently, if I do this, I'm incredibly more trustworthy. And it wasn't a 2 or 3% j- jump. It was about a 30% jump. Right? So I changed the photo. That's why you'll find I use a photo at this point in time, wearing glasses, looking in a certain direction, because I also tested the photo each way, flipped it. I've got some new photos on with the test as well. I write a blog on this. But who knew? And the key there is, you have to test the photo that does not mean with glasses if you did it john it would come out the same it means for my face in that photo that photo had that impact on people who didn't know me so the great is the photo feeler tests the reaction of people first impression of this photo do you think they look this this and this right there's no context there's no where you're from there's no job title it's first. In, and that's what you get on social, whether you like it or not. That's what p- humans work that way. We're visual and we make a first impression. You see someone walk through a door and you've got a fir- your brains made a first micro impression. Now, when you get to talk to them, you go, like, oh, actually, I, I thought they looked really, really bullish and arrogant when they walked in. but actually, I'm a really nice person. You adjust. But on social, you don't get that adjustment. Right. If you're particularly people are flipping through CVs again, whether you like it or not, they'll flip. And it'll be a quick, oh, their brain will say, like, mm, trust, don't, whatever. All on the photo. So test the photo, right? In your bio, try and make it a bit personal. Uh, You know, I, I, I need to improve mine a little bit there. But in mine, I talk about, you know, I got into computing at age 14 because. It's a little bit of a, like I'm chatting to you and telling you a backstory. You ask me a question. It's a little bit of a story. It's not chapter and verse, but it's not. I do this for a living, and I'm uh, agile and energetic, and everyone writes that right People remember stories, show them who you are, give it a, try and use this electronic medium to be a person. so you just got to think about it a little bit different, but none of it none of it's rocket science, none of it costs you any different apart from thinking and, and, and a little bit of effort, but it can make a massive difference. I've just helped an individual who contracted me and said could you help my profile and didn't do any rocket science on it and to me it was just run of the mill but when I'd finished and I compared and, and, and she looked at her profile I was like oh my gosh it just jumps out of the screen but it was all using the standard stuff it's just I've got habitual into doing that but I'm still learning I'm still improving always looking for what's new what can I do to continually keep my presence more professional
1: yeah, that's, that's right. I think it's, it's a matter of if we keep a growth mindset and we keep a continual learning mindset that applies to different aspects of our career, I think, you know, and just finding success in life and finding success in, in work. Uh, but when it comes to personal branding, it's not static, like the, the, the goalpost moves. <laughs> and so if you're yep. not, if you're not able to keep up with the times and make some adjustments, you know, what was a really great LinkedIn profile five years ago, probably if kept the same, wouldn't be a great profile today. So yeah,
2: I've looked back at my old one, to be honest, because you can take those ways I'd grab. So I'd use for presentations and stuff on this. And I must admit, I've looked back at stuff and gone, why did I do it that way then?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, uh, those are some great tips. A- any other thoughts on in terms of uh, managing that digital first impression? How to enhance and increase um, your professional personal brand?
2: Yeah, so so the the other one to do, and you mentioned it, I think, in terms of particular recruiter doing a search is do a search on yourself. How many people haven't done that, right? Do a search on yourself in Google. Do it in a someone else's PC or an incognito browser. Don't do it in your normal one because what you get in there is you're logged in already on profiles. And it knows who you are and you're So you'll get a, a skewed view. You want to see what would Miss, you know, Joe blogs out there, Sue Blogs, what would if they did a, a random search, what would they find on me? So you've got to do it from that. So grab a friend's PC or tablet, whatever, or your phone. Do a search in Google and see what comes up. And don't search 50 pages, right? Because no one's gonna, but certainly look through the first five or ten and just glance and just see is there anything that appears that if it was a recruiter or a prospective customer saw it you would feel hmm, first impression because often what i find particularly particularly facebook um sometimes instagram you know uh, but particularly facebook people have posted things that they don't realize are going to appear in a google search because they haven't done it they've used the default profile and the default profile is of all these social platforms is open which means they get indexed and anyone can get to it well that if you do lots of pictures where you go out drinking with your mates and there's lots of drunken pictures nothing wrong with that but there might be if the first person seeing it has no impression of you doesn't know what you're like and they found five pictures of you and four of them of you out drunk Mm, is this someone we want representing us as a lawyer for example? We all know we have a life, right? But you, what you've done is publish that life to the general domain of that person might be representing us. So there's a simple one. Just check. And if you see stuff you, should, you shouldn't, you know, lock your Facebook profile down to friends and family and connect it to you. Then anyone not connected to you isn't going to get all that stuff. Control what people see about you. That's the key. The beauty of social media is we all have a global voice where we can become an influencer. We can share our wares with the world cheaply, fast, simply without technical skills. The negative is we can all do exactly the same things. We can all all those things I just said are also the negative because you can do it and not think about what you're doing. So think about you need to control what who and who sees and what they see of you, because that is your personal digital brand.
1: Yeah. And along with that, it 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 just adds to potentially the noise that's out there, right? We, we have uh, just so much information, um, so much content out there because people can just easily share um, anything that they want. And so we constantly have to be thinking about how do we cut through the noise? How do we make our profile stand out? How do we make sure that other people would pay attention to us and that we have something meaningful to say that, that would uh, be impactful. Um, So I I love all those tips and I'm personally going to go back through my LinkedIn and, and uh, review uh, considering some of the things you just said. Um, As we wrap up today, uh, I just wanted to give you a chance to share with the listeners um, how they can get in touch with you, learn more about what you're doing and perhaps reach
2: out if they feel like they need this help. Sure. And thanks John. And that's a perfect segue into another hack. So, if you want to find me on social, I'm on all the platforms because I need to understand which ones to do. But I always suggest be on the ones that are most important to you and do them well. Don't bore the ocean. But I, I, I'm on all of them. But the, the key to, to to reach me on are if you go to earmoist.co.uk or earmoist.cloud, that will take you directly to my LinkedIn and my Twitter profile. So I've just created a, another trick I learned. Got my own domain names. I've got them for all my social profiles. Um, cost few bucks a year and i just reroute them to linkedin and twitter so i anywhere i appear in an article or anything i don't say put linkedin slash da, da 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 who's going to rekey that right so just put earmoist.co.uk and i can also remember it and tell you straight away and you as the audience don't have to go onto the platform and then search for my name luckily i've got a reasonably distinctive name but if i was paul smith imagine saying go on linkedin and search for paul smith Good luck. You, you, you're now making your viewer spend 10 minutes trying to figure out which one's the right profile oh no no search for paul smith of this company and make sure it's this one and this one it doesn't make so it's an easy way of stepping the game up right how good would that look in a cv or profile that they click on they see the link that looks professional crikey click on it and go straight to your profile again it stands out makes you different in a professional manner very cheap very easy
1: Excellent. Thank you. That's that's another wonderful tip. Um, and I really do hope that listeners will reach out and get connected with Ian. Ian, it has been a real pleasure talking with you. And I hope everyone stays healthy and safe and that they have a wonderful week. We look forward to having you join us.
0: Make their Christmas unforgettable with goat guns. Looking for the perfect gift for your husband or man who is a gun lover? Look no further. Goat guns are the greatest gift of all time miniature gun models. They are the perfect blend of quality and detail. From pistols to rifles, there's a goat gun for every collector, history buff, or gamer. Whether for display or for a fun collecting hobby, Goat Guns will bring joy and excitement to him. Surprise your loved ones this Christmas with a Goat Gun, the ultimate gift that won't disappoint. Shop at GoatGuns.com.